Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number four of Terrian Talks, the Terrian Guide podcast that aims to bring you some of the forum discussion and general information about Terrian entropy into audio format. Uh, today, we have we have with us uh, a lichen theory, <laughs> the shippiest chef in the West, and myself, Dustwolf, the big back friendly wolf, as the show host. Hello, everybody. Today, uh, we will be discussing the relationship between Terrian entropy and religion, as suggested on the Terrian Guide forums. Uh, Lycan Theory, who is with me here today, is the co-owner of Terrian Guide and uh, identifies strongly as a Terrian, uh, first identifying as a wolf, but then arriving at the conclusion that his stereotype is a dog. Uh, Lycan is a Christian and uh, he sees no conflict between his Terrianthropy and his religion. Uh, I am an atheist, uh, but I'm quite familiar with multiple religions. Uh, I also find this interesting, uh, but not always very easy to understand. Uh, Lycan, uh, before we begin, you mentioned that you're a Terrian and a religious person. Uh, could you tell us roughly how important Terrian entropy and religion is to you? Um, <clears throat> both my theanthropy and my religious beliefs are very important to me. Um, although <sighs> they're separate in the sense that my religious beliefs do not dictate what I identify as, and vice versa, uh, my theanthropy does not dictate what I believe in a spiritual or religious sense. Um, I feel that theanthropy is very important to understanding one's inner self, and religious identity is a bit, by contrast, important in defining how we interact with the outside world. I think I understand how you said it was separate, though as an atheist for me, this is the natural assumption. Um, many people are terrain guide see uh, entropy as somehow spiritual, uh, so it seems there is a connection in there somewhere. Um, my own entropy, uh was always psychological, um, but uh, to return to the relevant question to our listeners, um, uh, many of them have parents who are very strict about religion. Uh, what is your experience with religion and your family? Were your parents religions? Um, actually, I was raised by my great-grandparents who, as older folks, they were very religious and as any typical kid who grew up with a, in a religious family, I spent quite a bit of time in Sunday school, church, Bible studies, um, various, you know, religion was heavily incorporated in my day-to-day -day and, and weekly life. Uh, my first home church as a child was the Church of the Nazarene, and the second was the Wesleyan Church, which are pretty much the same doctrines. Um, both denominations are focused on the same core, ideological core of John Wesley. Uh, these particular denominations believe that an individual is born in sin or is inherently or innately evil at birth and must undertake a passage to salvation through faith and ask forgiveness. They also focus heavily on bearing testament to the grace of God and believe that Good works are the fruit of salvation instead of believing that one must provide love and charity to be saved. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you were raised by your great-grandparents. Um, uh, did you get along with them? 
Yes and no. Uh, my great-grandfather was very stern and strict. Um, I grew up, we lived on a small homestead, which was almost entirely self-sufficient as far as food goes. And uh, my great-grandfather, for a little bit of background, he was a Depression-era farm boy that came up in... His family had absolutely no money. And, you know, growing up as a child himself, he had absolutely no money. So a lot of things that we take for granted in this day and age, uh, he knew nothing about. And so to raise me, his... Method of doing so was to expose me to the same, you know, uh, not being privileged to the modern anemones and entitlements which many of us are graced with today. And so, um, you know, I was put to work around the time I was five years old, helping tend to the gardens and the fruit trees and the chickens and helping him trap fur for food and meat in the winter, which coincidentally, you know, uh, I never knew anything about an allowance. I thought from a very young age, you had to go and trap fur and almost die in a marsh and lose your fingers and toes to frostbite for $5 a week. So, um, you know, I, I had a different childhood. Uh, naturally, as a kid, I wanted to play and be irresponsible most of the time. And any time I got out of line, you know, I was swift and severely reprimanded for that. Um, I was held by him to a very rigid standard and taught that breaking that standard meant not so good things were coming. Uh... Later, in my adolescent teenage years, me and my great-grandfather were at odds far more often than not, especially along religious lines. After my Therian awakening, so to speak, um, which happened around 12, I began to embrace my animality, and although I kept it private for the most part, um, you know, as as a young teen, one can only expect so much privacy while living in the home of their parents or grandparents or whatever the case may be. Um, my personal space became subject to search and seizure, like I'm sure many young Therians have experienced to some extent, which eventually led to my family believing I was part of some sort of cult and that I had a lot of problems that were sinful, <clears throat> which, you know, in retrospect, uh, I can somewhat understand how they would draw these conclusions, not being informed and not knowing anything about or being able to relate to what I was going through as a Therian. Um, uh, and just generally being in the dark about it. Uh, in my later years as a teen, once I acquired a driver's license and a car, 
I was already gainfully employed at that point, and I offered the proposition of paying rent in exchange for personal privacy, which, I mean, that worked out great for me. My, if I can really drive one thing home to all the young Therians out there that are having problems with their parents and, you know, they feel like they don't have any privacy, they feel like, you know, they have no say uh, as opposed to how they can live their lives, find a part-time job, offer to pay your parents' rent, see where it gets you. That you you might be very surprised at how far that goes um, at gaining your parents' respect and gaining a little bit more individual and personal freedom. Well, you mentioned all this resistance against your parents, but um, despite all of this, you still choose to... Um, um, keep the religion that they taught you. Yes, um, I did keep the same core religion, which Christianity has way more denominations than huh, I can count. But I, I did keep the same core religion of Christianity, although I've abandoned quite a few concepts and essentially stripped my religion down to the basic core beliefs of goodwill toward others, faith in love and respect for God and love and respect for all of his creations. Um, I personally believe that we are judged on the nature and integrity of our characters, what's in our heart rather than our ability to adhere to the rigid standards put in place by the church or its leaders. My religion essentially is between myself and my God or, you know, whoever I choose to worship. I, I don't believe it should, anyone's religion should be proxied uh, between any questionable third party. Um, you know, I, I communicate directly to who I believe to be my creator through prayer and ask for guidance and follow what I feel is right. Uh, I, I don't look toward others um, to interpret that guidance for me. Uh, I, I feel that's something that can be communicated directly in some sense or another. Uh, yeah, I can certainly appreciate that. I mean, even as, a, as an atheist, I believe that uh, integrity of our character is important. Like, in the end, even if there is no God, uh, there is justice in the universe through physics and the point that people who are not good at things are not going to be able to produce good results. So I can see a lot of sense in what you're saying right here. Um, did you ever um, feel like there was like a conflict between your religion and your entropy? Certainly. Um... I remember reading through some of the Old Testament when I was a young teen, probably around 13 or so. And, you know, I got the feeling that many of us have reported feeling like we were a dirty animal, quote unquote, or, you know, I felt like as far as religion goes, uh, that I wasn't worthy of redemption or or salvation or worthy of God's grace because 
it, it most of <clears throat> the religious texts and and the religious teachings that one will encounter uh, in modern society they're very anthropocentric and you know everything's focused on a human's relation to God, a human's relation to religion. Uh, there's not much mention of, you know, where any of the other living creatures fall in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and I, I just, I don't think that's right. And if someone get back to the core of where most religion stemmed from, then when you get to the very core of most uh, mainstream religions, it all revolves around respect for one another, treating one another well, and, and treating the earth and the environment and you know, life is very precious. And I think, in a sense, religion is an emphasis of how precious all life is. And I don't think that's limited to human life or, you know, I don't think that's discriminatory toward any species. Yeah, I understand. Um, One of the... One of the turning points for me when I began to regard this feeling was ridiculous was when I began studying more into the New Testament and specifically why and how Jesus changed the rules regarding salvation. Uh, there's a passage in the book of Matthew. It's actually Matthew 22, 37 through 40 that tells us, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and prophets shall hang on these two commandments. So essentially, the last part of it, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments is what tells us that all of the rest of those particulars in the Bible that... You mean uh, like the Ten Commandments, right? Right. Uh, there's, the Old Testament was written largely as a method of keeping law and order for tribal Israelites that were wandering the desert. And, you know... They had just been freed from Egypt. All they knew was slavery and bondage, and now they're free. So, I, you know, I can certainly understand how they would have gotten a little wild and needed something, you know, some sense of law and order um, at that time. And there wasn't really any government to speak of back then that, presided over them. Uh, so naturally, I, I can see where someone needed to come in and say, 
you know, hey, here's some rules, some basic things that you need to abide by because, you know, we're alone in the desert and we've got to survive. <laughs> uh, I, I can I can definitely understand that. Um, what's significant about the Great Commandment is that it does not regard or respect any particular identifiers, nor is it specific to any given species. The second affirmation that I gain that it's not sinful or wrong in the eyes of God to be Ethereum came from researching the old Hebrew Bible and understanding how things were lost through interpretation. The Hebrew Bible uses a very significant word to describe all sentient life on earth, uh, which that word is, uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this correct. It, it looks like nepkish. I hope I got that pronunciation right. Anyhow, uh, in Hebrew, this word literally means soul, but it has been lost to more modern English translations of the Bible as life, which that's misrepresentation. The Hebrew Bible describes the giant sea creatures, the birds, and the land creatures as Nepesh. It also describes man as Nepesh, although it does not describe plants and similar living organisms as such. So, to me, this means all living, thinking, feeling creatures have a soul, and that soul will go somewhere when one dies. What decides where that soul goes? Well, I think the Great Commandment does. Yeah, I understand. That that seems a very, uh, very sensible conclusion. Um, I mean, uh, it's just common sense, you know, that animals have personality and suppose that's a soul, <laughs> just like in humans. Um, clearly, Terrians should be no different. Um, do, you, uh, do you believe that there are any examples within the Bible of Terrians or perhaps humans who endure similar struggles? Uh, who can possibly be used as role models for Terrians uh, to turn to uh, as an example? Uh, as far as as far as the modern Protestant-based Bible goes, not that I'm aware of. There is, however, the story of Saint Christopher in the Book of Hours, which is not contained in in the Protestant Bibles. Um, it, it can be found in some. Catholic literature. St. Christopher was a new convert to Christianity and decided to wait by Riverford, carrying travelers across on his back. One day a young child came along and requested passage. As St. Christopher carried the child across the river, the child became heavier and heavier until it seemed that Christopher was carrying the entire weight of the world upon his back. Uh, after they got across the river, the child revealed that he was indeed Jesus Christ and explained that the sensation of physical weight was a reflection of spiritual and symbolic importance, which is ironically where St. Christopher's name uh, correlates as being Christ bearer or, or carrier of Christ. While this is the most iconic and prevalent description of Christopher, 
what's far less known is the origin of this particular saint. Christopher was said to be very robust in strength and stature due to being of the Sinophili or, or doghead race of humans that were described as fierce warrior-like people, but with their own rich culture and structured beliefs, the Sinophili are described by many accounts as having a very bestial appearance and having the heads of dogs while maintaining the body of men. Um, there have been accounts of this canine race that stem from not only from Egypt, but of several different cultures uh, in Greece mythology, medieval lore, and the Orthodox Church. Uh, while the legends of St. Christopher and the Sinophili race are regarded in modern times as cryptozoology or pure myth, I'd say that they may indeed hold meaning to some theories of the Christian or Catholic faiths, are questioning conflict between their animality and their religion uh you know if certainly in my own personal opinion um if a half man half canine whatever they were race hybrid whatever you want to regard them as uh were good enough to carry Jesus Christ across the river and pure enough to become a saint, I see no reason why a modern Therian should not regard themselves, you know, in the same light. Um, yeah, I understand. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people's parents don't see things that way. Um, do you think that uh, uh, maybe, uh, you know, like... Um, uh, some Terrian people's uh, parents stress that being a Terrian means that you're going to hell are in any way justified? Uh, absolutely not. No way in the Bible does it read something like, if you feel like an animal, you shall perish to the eternal <laughs> flames of hell. That's... <laughs> no, I, 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 don't believe, I don't believe they're justified at all. True. Um... So you mentioned Terrians, but do you believe that animals can also have a relationship with God? Uh, for instance, dogs? Um, I do. It's funny that you should mention dogs because I've always had a personal sentiment that dogs are angels that have not yet been given their wings. Of course, that's the result of influence from the phenomenal companions that I've had in my life, which were canines. And, you know, I, I just I don't know where I would be or who I would be um, if not for their support. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, dogs go to heaven, but cats go to hell, right? <laughs> hey, now, I'm feeling offended. <laughs> um, personal bias aside, you know, all, all animals, both wild and domestic, have some extent of unique personalities, traits, behaviors that are exclusive to them as individuals. No two bears, wolves, birds, or even marine mammals will act exactly alike. They're not robots that have been programmed to all do the same thing. They have, you know, some level of individuality about them. 
I believe that this bears the self-evident truth that animals do indeed have a soul. Uh, animals are quite capable of displaying affection, love, courage, and goodwill towards others of their own species and even across the interspecies barrier. The difference is, in my belief, that animals aren't burdened by human social complexities and therefore their judgment isn't often as clouded as ours, uh, leaving far less gray areas and quote-unquote moral conflict. An animal worships God simply by being grateful for its life, which, you know, I, I don't know of any species or any particular animal as an individual who disregards it's the life that it it has been given uh all animals are they're gonna choose to survive they're gonna choose to live and i think you know i i think that's all that's i think that's all that's required um they're grateful for the life that's been given to them and i think that that is very much indeed how non-human animals express their gratitude or or express you know their love for their creator and that certainly does seem like a familiar sentiment i remember uh something similar being explained to me in some of the religious materials that i've been reading um <laughs> though i must point out that the notion that animal lives are somehow simple uh, i i don't completely agree with that i think um like Instinct can give one a strong sense of purpose, but it doesn't mean that such a person is unsophisticated. But let's return to the subject at hand. Some of our younger audience have been asked to choose between the religion and their teriantropy. Uh, like, um, there would be situations where a young Terrian comes into contact with the online community and socializing with other Terrians, and uh, they pick up habits that maybe, you know, found by their parents. Uh, like you said, there's much privacy when you're a teenager and uh, they would be like called satanic or something stupid like that, you know? What do you make of that? Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Whoever is leveraging these young theories in such compromising position, they simply aren't upholding the core principles of Christianity or any other major religion that I'm aware of. This phenomenon isn't due to religion, but the fear of which an individual holds in regard to complying with the rigid standards set forth by the church and essentially by the humanity that they're following. In other words, they're not, they're not praying for guidance. Um, and they're not following what's in their heart. They're following words on a page in a book or they're following words that are generalized and spoken to a mass audience they're not following they're not following uh, a, a personal model of religion or spirituality and you know uh, especially with something as as critical importance of raising a child uh, that's not something that one can follow uh some generalized crap <laughs> i mean you know as a as a 
as a parent myself, it, it's no no two children are the same. No two circumstances ever going to be the same. Um, you can't follow words in a book. <laughs> uh, I'm not one to stand up and preach, but you know I, I've got a very adamant position about this particular topic. Any parent, grandparent, guardian, family, church member, clergyman, or what have you that distresses a young person, be they theory or not, over choosing between their individuality and their religion, they'd better take a second look at what they're doing and they better pray for guidance in dealing with it. Um, if someone actually wants to help a young person, be they theory or not, embrace their identity, or in, in the case of of theanthropy to embrace their animality uh, and also some form of religious or spiritual beliefs, the best way is to lead by example, not by strong arm coercion. Um, pigeoning a young Therian into a spot like that where they've, they feel like they've got to choose between their family and their parents and their religion or their identity and themselves that's that's a surefire way to ruin any hope of them caring about you know whatever religious beliefs it, it's a horrible idea that's to me and it's not just my own opinion i've talked to several young theorians that were in the same spot and it's it's betrayal of trust if if a young therian comes to their parents or their grandparents or any family member or older adult that they look up to as a role model and says hey i've got something very dear to me it's part of my identity it's very deep that i'd like to share with you uh, or even, you know, it, it, if it's found out, it, it, it's to to react adversely to that is going to be taken by a teenager or an adolescent as the worst case betrayal of trust. Um, and, and that's not something that is likely ever to come back it's it's really you know an adverse reaction to learning that your child or niece or nephew or grandkid or whatever the case may be is a theory and an adverse reaction to that is is a big no-no <laughs> i should emphasize to our listeners that um being a theory does not make you a bad person um, that doesn't mean that you can just ignore everybody and do whatever you want, but it's important to remember that just being a Therian is not a bad thing. It's not a sin. A sin is a choice. The entropy is not a choice. Uh, here's a more uh, controversial question, Lycan. Um, uh, this has been asked by particular members of the community. Do you believe that God could change you into a dog physically, um, like during your lifetime? Um, what is your, your view on this subject? You know, over the years, uh, Dusty, I've come to grips with the fact that 
you know, I, I feel I'm what God intended me to be. I'm a very rare breed of dog, the human breed of dog. And I don't consider it to be a fluke or an act of vengeance or wrath upon me. Um, I think I'm exactly who and what I'm supposed to be uh, as essentially, you know, a canine with a somewhat human life and a somewhat human body. Um, you know, I, I feel that I'm serving a purpose as a Therian. And perhaps in the next life, if I'm a good boy, I'll be rewarded. So you actually believe that uh, God has a purpose in making you the way that you are, like a Therian? I do. Uh, although I can't say that I'm sure what my true purpose is in his grand scheme or the purpose of anyone for that matter. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, that purpose won't be revealed to us in this life, but maybe there is no grand purpose, um, but a lot of little positive differences we can make in the lives of others and in nature, in the environment, in in the world, sometimes little things add up. Yeah, I understand. Um, I mean, we have we're a positive influence. Uh, uh, just like being on Terrian Guide, being there to advise other people. Um, but do you think like uh, that uh, your Terrian entropy gives you like a new perspective on uh, like uh, that you are a way for like um, uh, the world to interpret uh, Christianity through a new set of eyes, through uh, a unique canine perspective in your case? I uh, It does. I'd say... I'd say the two complement each other well in granting me somewhat of a unique perception. Um, it, both my religion and my theanthropy have definitely influenced uh, my worldview. Uh, I see. Um, some people uh, who are Terrans uh, believe that only alternative religions like uh, New Age paganism and so forth are uh, religions that are suitable for uh, Terrans. Um, you get this both from like Terrans who are looking to a, for a more peaceful alternative to conventional religion, to uh, to the other perspective, to parents who uh, look at uh, Terrianthropy and see, oh, this is paganism, you know. Um, what do you make of that? Oh, I, I, I don't put too much stake in this New Age stuff because to me, there's a gross lack of history or any other significant culture behind it. And I don't mean to disrespect anyone who does believe, who, who holds on to New Age beliefs, but it kind of seems like something that people tend to make up as they go along um of course that's my personal opinion and i admit i'm not well vetted to talk about new age beliefs or religion because they're not an interest of mine in the slightest um if someone wants to place their faith in new age paganism you know i say 
that's fine. Live and let live as long as whatever one chooses to believe isn't harmful to to others or to you know the world around them. Uh but uh, I maintain that religion has absolutely nothing to do with the entropy, which it doesn't. The two can very easily uh, and very fluidly coexist with one another and even complement one another uh, in someone's whole identity. But one is not contingent upon the other. Um, whatsoever. Uh, as an atheist, I find myself in complete agreement with that sentence, which probably shouldn't be surprising. Um, perhaps uh, in the future we can get uh, someone who is more into these alternative religions to address this issue um, in a way that those uh, Terrans who do uh, subscribe to uh, New Age Pagan beliefs can find it a little bit more insightful. Um, Oh, one final question for you, Lycan. Um, what would you recommend to our listeners? Uh, what should they do if they're having problems with their parents because of some perceived conflict between their religion and their terrientropy? Well, if someone's having parental issues because of religion and theanthropy, I'd say the best thing to do is learn to respect the beliefs of your parents, grandparents, whoever it might be, even if you don't agree with them and, you know, try to take the lead by example and put, put the conflict aside and get on with life. Try to avoid the negative situations that stem from the perceived conflict and, you know, get together some sort of a plan to become independent as soon as you can. And, you know, this goes back to uh, one of the things that I said earlier about, you know, if you're having trouble with parents invading privacy and telling you how to live your life, and uh, one of the best things you can do is, you know, if you are a teenager, uh, if you're living at home and going to school, one of the best things you can do is get a part-time job. And, you know, if if nothing else, that will stave off a lot of uh, the stigma that is out there and can be found online about um, some parental concerns with theanthropy and and then also it, it allows it allows a teenager to be able to um save money and and better prepare themselves for uh the transition into adulthood so that it, it doesn't it's not an elongated process um I've I've read and, and heard several stories where you know uh, young theorians who were under poor living conditions at home as teenagers uh 
some of us some of us made it out all right and some of us you know we we really went through a struggle to get out and and get on our own and uh, i think a little preparation can go a long way there um one of the hard truths of the matter is that if a parent's mind is made up with the anthropy in a negative light it's unlikely that arguing or uh uh, there's a whole lot that can be done to change that. But that doesn't mean the bond between parent and child must be severed over it. You know, uh, um, non-conforming views or even conflicting views don't have to cause a fatal rift between two individuals. Uh, if someone's parental relationship is otherwise good, aside from religious topics or identity topics, uh, I'd advise to try and preserve that while avoiding what's causing trouble. Um, I really wish I could offer more helpful advice and or, you know, some sort of scripture that teenage theorians could quote to their religious parents that would get them to back off, but, you know, I this is one of those situations where any attempt to sway a parent side of the argument is likely to result in the parent hunkering down on their beliefs and and not moving from their position i would only add to that that since now you had the chance to uh learn about Lycan's views on uh, these religions um that perhaps you'll be able to appreciate uh that um just because you do not see eye to eye with your parents about religion, that doesn't mean the religion is wrong. Um, give yourself the opportunity to explore religious questions when you're ready, like when you're uh, independent from your parents, when you're no, go no longer pressured to believe something specific. Um, you can just um, uh, take it on your own time, right? Um, thank you, Lycan, uh, for talking to us today. You're welcome. Before we go, um, uh, I wanted to point out that Terrientropic has a long history of coexisting with Christianity, actually. Um, there it was a forum specifically for Christian Terrians operating for at least 15 years on wherecat.proboards.com, uh, though these days it's not very active. For those of you who have problems with your parents because of your Terrientropy, we've created a page specifically for parents of Terrians. If you go to the main webpage of Terrian Guide, which is www.terian-guide.com there is a parents tab at the top um, the link will also be in this in the description you can give this link to your parents and on the page they can find answers to what are most likely the most important questions to them and as always we would like additional topics for these interviews if you haven't yet, please check the thread uh, interviews. Uh, what kind of things should we discuss uh, located in the terrain polling area of our forums under Terrain Entropy Board uh, and uh, submit ideas for future topics.